Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Christine Kane. Christine Kane has a heart for reaching the lost and strengthening leadership. Along with her husband, Nick, she founded an anti-human trafficking organization, as well as Propel Women, an organization designed to celebrate women's passion, purpose, and potential. She is also an international speaker and author. Let's dive into the message. God never called us to a boring life of just merely existing, a life of safety or a life of comfort. God has called us to a passionate, purpose-driven life full of risk. That actually is the essence of faith. You've got to take risks. And you know, in our world today, there is so much fear. There is so much terror. People are pulling back and kind of looking for some sort of safety and security. But we are going to talk about the joy and the adventure of stepping out in faith, laying a hold of the purpose of God, for your life and for your generation and understanding that God has so much more for you than where you are right now. Well, those of you that don't know me, you know, I am a Greek Australian girl. And so I grew up speaking Greek. I didn't speak English until I was five years old. And so if you have seen my big fat Greek wedding, that, that is my big fat Greek life. Every part of that is exactly the truth. I had columns in my house. I wore taffeta. I had very big permed hair because I'm that old. And and, um, and so I would eat lots of baklava, lots of feta cheese. You know, that's kind of just how it was. Well, Greeks are fatalists. It really doesn't matter you know, how bad life is, it can always get worse. If you hang around my family at all, things can always get worse. You've got people like that in your life where you just go, you know, things are happening. They'll say, but let me, I can top it. I can tell you a better story of how much worse it was for me. We've all got those kind of people. Well, I grew up and my mother for years always said, Christine, you know, you should never go skiing. There was lots of different things she said you should never do because, you know, it's very, very dangerous. Well, I went skiing one day, snow skiing in my 40s and my my mother's premonition came true. She always said, if you ski, you're going to have a big accident. Well, I did. I ended up snapping my ACL, tearing my MCL, tearing my meniscus. And, you know, they had to put me in the ski patrol. I went down the mountain. Everyone was laughing. Who's that nerd? It was me. And, um, you know, and they had to put me into the back of an ambulance and then I had to go to the hospital. So it was very, very serious. Well, the fact was, before that ski injury and I snapped my ACL, can I tell you the truth? I did not even know that I had an ACL. I didn't even know what that thing was. I didn't know it was even connected to my whole body. But I learned a lot that day. I learned a whole lot about my body and all the different bits. But the funny thing was when I went to, back to Australia to have surgery, I had the accident in Colorado. They flew me back to Australia. After I had surgery, my mother in her nice, like, Greek positive way said, see, Christina? I'm so glad that happened to you because it proved that I'm right. It <laughs> and you know those kind of people that are like, even if you nearly died, I'm glad it happened because I told you, you were nearly going to die. Well, anyway, it's in the nation of Australia, we have this thing called the, pol the tall poppy syndrome. I don't know if you have that here in America, but basically we like to pull down people. We don't want anybody to come up out of the crowd, anyone to seem like they're going too far. If you think, they think that you're a little bit too big for your boots, they're going to pull you down to 
size. So not only did I grow up in a family that was all very be careful, you're going to have an accident, don't step out, you might die, you know. I also grew up in a culture that was don't stick your head up out of the crowd. Don't try to achieve something that anybody else has done. Just stay with the status quo. Normal is nice. Normal is good. So in Australia, I grew up with these kind of sayings and, and perhaps you can finish the sentence if you know what uh, they say because um, basically we're programmed to stay safe. So there's sayings like, you can't have your cake and... Eat it too. too. If it is too good to be true, it probably is. If it can go wrong, it will. It will. Everything that goes up, keep both feet, don't count your chickens. See, you all had a negative Greek mother as well. That's what I'm convinced about. And I guarantee you everyone at home answered every one of those as well because that's what we're brought up with. We're brought up to believe uh, you've got to stay safe. You know, don't get too excited. Don't believe for too much. The sad thing is when that comes over into our Christianity where people are, you know what, don't expect God to do too much. Don't believe God for too much. Just stay safe. Stay in the boat. Just stay with the status quo. But the fact is, is that so many of us live our lives in fear. We live our lives just in what we perceive to be the safety of this little world that I can control. And we never step out and up and into the purpose of God for our own lives. Because faith is all about risk. Faith is actually doing something that we can't do because we need God to do it. And the enemy, if he can't take our soul, so if we are saved and he can't get us, what he's going to try to do is make us live safe so that we never step out in faith and do what God has called us to do. Without faith, the scripture says, it's impossible to please God. And I want to please God. So I want to live a life of risk and I want to live a life of faith. If you're going to move forward, then you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone. For some people, me even starting like this is making you nervous. You're like going, where's the remote control? Where's the remote control? You're like freaking out going, what do you mean I've got to leave my comfort zone? Because fear paralyzes us. Fear cripples us. Fear, And, you know, in the world today with what's happening economically and politically and morally, socially, people are freaking out left, right and centre. And what that does is causes us to pull back. Are you enjoying today's podcast? This podcast and all of Miracle Channel's outreaches are made possible by our donors. Every day we receive incredible stories of lives being transformed by the truth of God's Word. And none of it would be possible without the generosity of people like you. If you'd like to partner with us, please consider making a donation today. Your support will help us share the hope of Jesus across Canada and around the world. To donate online, simply visit miraclechannel.ca slash podcast or click the link in the show notes. Thank you for your support and together let's spread the message of hope far and wide. Even if you think I'm living a nice, safe, comfortable life, you have to understand that just living is risky. Just being alive is, you can't avoid risk if you try. Woven into the very fabric of our finite being is this whole idea of risk because we're going to die one day. All of us are, no matter what. So no matter what happens, our body is dying from the moment that it's born. So you cannot avoid risk. Look, how many of us could avoid a natural disaster if we tried? You can't. No one can. You see hurricanes that hit, cyclones that hit, tornadoes that hit. You can go and hide in your bed and pull up the covers. But you know what? If that tornado is going to hit, 
it's going to hit. And I think a lot of us, we try to live our Christian lives like we're in bed with the covers and if we don't know it's going to hit, then it's not going to hit us. It's going to bypass us. But that isn't exactly the case of life. You cannot stop any kind of natural disaster. You cannot control the weather. We can control a lot less than we ever think that we can control. Uh, most of all, you can't control other people. I know you think you can control your spouse, but let me tell you, you can be married for two and a half seconds and you will realise that you cannot control anybody but yourself. And so what we have to do is learn to take steps of faith. I was flying. You know, I fly hundreds of thousands of miles every year. It's what I do. I travel the world and uh, teach. And so as one day I was flying from, from uh, Chicago to Raleigh, North Carolina. And I remember that the plane took off. Everything seems normal. I do, you know, at least two or three flights a week. So this is very normal for me. The plane goes up above the clouds, which is where you kind of want the plane to be, up there. And, um, and then after about five minutes, the captain comes over the loudspeaker and he says, ladies and gentlemen, there is no need to panic. <laughs> to which I was thinking, I actually wasn't panicking until you just made that announcement. I was not panicking. I was really happy drinking my water with no ice. And so at that moment, um, this is what he said. He said, we are having problems with the landing gear. He said, we can't get the gear up. We do not know what is still attached. So we're going to turn around and try to land in Chicago. Now, can I just tell you at 35,000 feet, there are certain words you do not want in the same sentence. One of those is try to land. You know, it's like landing would be nice, not try. Well, let me just tell you at that moment, the spirit of atheism left the aeroplane. So it really did. From the front back to the front, I could hear people crying out, Buddha, Muhammad, Jesus, Mary, the donkey. I mean, everything. Everyone was like freaking out at that moment. And um, you know what I found out that day? Flying is risky. I couldn't avoid it. So what do I do? Do I not do what God has called me to do because flying is risky? You cannot avoid risk if you try. I was coming home from school when I was 13 and um, this was front page of the newspapers in the state where I grew up and there was, it was a kidnapping case and it was about my uncle at the time. What happened was him and his wife, my aunt, my dad's sister were having huge problems but it seemed like things were getting back on track in their marriage after 20 years and so he said to my aunt, you know, why don't you go out, get your hair done, get ready and we'll go out for a special dinner tonight. Well, anyway, while she was out, he had brought the movers in, got all of their furniture, took their five-year-old daughter and uh, caught a plane interstate to another state in Australia. And what she then went, when she came home, so she came home to an empty house um, without her child there. And she found out that her husband had left to that other state with her best friend with whom he'd been having an affair for 18 of the 21 years of their marriage at the time. And so 13 years old, I found out that marriage is risky. You can not avoid risk. If you try, you can shut down your heart, you can shut down your life, but we live in a fallen and a broken world. And risk is part of that. When I was 19 years old, I was at work and um, my neighbours came to get me. I worked about 15 minutes away from my home and they came to tell me that my dad, um, who had had cancer but was in remission, had had a stroke in my mother's arms and had died. 
And I d jumped in my car, drove to my mum's house, came out the front, the ambulance was there, the same ambulance that my brother had come out of school that day and there was an ambulance and he ended up fi following that ambulance in the car all the way home to our house and find out it was his dad that had died. And I walked in and I walked into my lounge room um, watching my mum, just a mess, as you could imagine, over my dad on the floor. And um, it was strange at 19 because I could see my dad. I could smell his aftershave still. I, I bent down to um, kiss him. I could feel still he was warm and um, I could taste the sweat. So, you know, I could see, taste, touch, smell, feel, but something was missing. And at 19, I discovered in a very real, tactile, tangible way that life is finite, that life is risky, that living is risky, that there is no way that you get out of life alive. Life is terminal and life is risky. So you have one of two choices. You can either live this thing called life because you're not getting out of life alive. As in the words of George Bernard Shaw, he said, death is the ultimate statistic. One out of one dies. I bet you are glad you tuned in to TBN today. <laughs> the fact is that it happens to all of us. But here's the good news, that you don't have to die before you're dead because the thing that's killing a lot of people is this unused life that they're carrying around on the inside of them. What we want to do is live this passionate, purpose-driven life that Jesus Christ died to give each and every one of us. The book of James, chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. The, James writes this. He says, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. Don't you laugh? At all those people that think, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to predict. We don't even know what we're going to think tomorrow, let alone what Wall Street's going to think. You know, I'm just like, really? Really? Everyone's just going, I predict this is going to happen. I predict, well, I, I, I flew down to Dallas to do this recording. You know, they predicted that we were going to have rain and storms every day. And we've had beautiful weather the whole time that I've been here. We can't even predict the weather right. So I don't know how we think we're going to predict any of the future. But here, James is saying, you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. What is your your life. For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. This just cracks me up. You know, we stress about so much stuff and life is but a vapour, the Bible says. Like this, but it's just a vapour. Yeah. All that stress. Oh, is my kid going to get a 4.0? Vapour. <laughs> you know, where, where, what's going to happen with all the stocks? Vapour. Who, who's going to be in government? Vapor. All the things you're losing. Is that guy going to like me? Vapor, vapor, vapor. <laughs> <laughs>
You have been so stressed and so anxious and so worried. And you're worried about what is going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen with that child? What's going to happen with this relationship? Am I ever going to get married? Am I ever going to, am I, you know, in light of eternity, you have to know that God is in control. And so much of what we're stressing out about some of the things like, am I going to have, you know, a bigger house? I need a bigger car. What about a better job? What about position? What about the Bible says vapor? Vapor, you're freaking out over stuff that really doesn't matter. So your kid doesn't clean up their room or pick up their dirty underwear. Vapor, vapor. <laughs> Honestly, it is not going to be the end of the world. So what? They don't want to eat broccoli and they want to eat more, you know, sprinkled sandwiches, whatever you call those little thousand, hundred and thousand sprinkles. What do you call them in America? Fairy bread. Do you have fairy bread in America? I need to educate the Americans. Oh, <laughs> this is like unbelievable. Well, you know what? Let's go because you're American. Peanut butter and jelly. Okay, so <laughs> even, so you're like, my kid, what's going to happen if they eat more peanut butter and jelly? Don't worry, vapor, knock yourself out. This smells so good. I'm looking for excuses to keep spraying it. <laughs> it's like awesome. I wish you could smell it on the other side of the screen. It's awesome. But the truth is, can I just say, you know, what if I try? Some of you are like, I, I don't want to step out in faith because what if I fail? Vapor. So what if you do? Big deal. Well, well, you know, I feel maybe the Lord's leading me to try this, but, but what? what if, vapor. Vapor. Just a few months ago, I, I stood at my mother's graveside and they buried her right, you know, in the same graveside where my dad was. And um, it was just like, as I watched that coffin go down, I said to the Lord, Lord, am I doing everything you've called me to do? Because life is so short. Life is so short. It was 30 years before this, I was standing here for my dad. Now I'm standing here for my mum. And if I live long enough, one day I'm going to die too. That's the way it just happens. And so don't waste your life. Most of us are dead before we die. And the thing that kills us is all of this unused life that we carry around. All of this, un we're so busy trying to stay safe that we never live the life that Jesus put us on this earth to live. And so I want to encourage us to understand that God appoints the times and the seasons in which we are to live. I want to remind you and I want you to know at home right now that God is not freaking out over what has happened in the political election process. It's not that God is in heaven going, OMG, OME, whatever, you know, it's not like freaking out going, I don't know what to do. I'm so surprised, Bartholomew, why didn't you warn me? It's not, he's okay. He's okay. And God actually put you and I on this earth at this time to be salt and light in the midst of a broken world right now. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 17, verse 26, from one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their land. You're not here by accident. God knew what would be happening economically, politically, morally, socially, environmentally. God knew where the hole in the ozone layer would be up to when He dropped you on planet Earth. You are not a product of time. You're a product of eternity. You've been plucked out of eternity. You have been positioned in time and we've been given gifts and talents for the purpose of serving our generation. This is not a time to go into hiding. You do not hide salt and light. You pour it out in a lost and a broken world, you illuminate the darkness and you bring hope and life and liberty in the midst of darkness and in the midst of brokenness. We were called to live a life of risk. That's what faith is. 
everything about faith is risk. So if without faith, it's impossible to please God, you've got to ask yourself, are you living in faith? Or is your Christianity so predictable and boring, I could set my watch by it? I know when you get up, how you go to work, what you do, what you eat, when you eat, how it works. And if God decided to turn up and interrupt your routine, you would be offended <laughs> because that's how a lot of Christians are. And so it's like, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to church I go and I live a boring Christian life. And that's never what God called us to do. He called us to take risks of faith and a daring adventure. Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith. I love this. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of work so that no one may boast. For we are, this is probably my favourite verse in the Bible. We are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand in eternity that we should walk in them. Where? Here on earth. So before we ever got here, God prepared something for us to do. Now, when you go home to heaven, are you going to say, God, I did what you put me on the earth to do? Or God, what on earth did you put me on the earth to do? <laughs> and I think a whole lot more Christians are going to be, what on earth was I doing down there? And God's like, I was trying to tell you. <laughs> you were too busy freaking out. You never did the thing that I called you to do. You never did what I purpose for you to do. Now, here is the deal. God created us on purpose for a purpose and no demon in hell and no person on earth can stop the purpose of God for your life. You may have been hurt or violated or abused, but I am living proof that the devil can come at you and try to take you out. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And God can redeem all the broken pieces of your past to give you an awesome destiny and an awesome future. No one can stop the work of God in your life. The cross of Jesus Christ gives us a life beyond our past. You might be watching this and you may have blown it and you may think, I would love to fulfill the purpose of God, but Christine, you don't know what I've done. And you are exactly right. I don't know what you've done, but I know what he did 2,000 years ago. And my Bible says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You can have a life beyond your past. Your history does not need to define your destiny. You can still step into the purpose of God. If you woke up this morning and there was not a white chalk mark around your body, it means you're alive, just in case you're wondering what you're doing here on the earth. So stop praying to go to heaven because God doesn't want you yet. You've got too much to do here on earth. The Bible tells us in John 15 verse 8, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and prove to be my disciples. So if we are going to bear fruit, we have got to step out in faith. I was the kid that was left unnamed and unwanted, abused and adopted. I could have had every excuse for not stepping out in faith. But you know what? It took a step of faith to say, I am not going to allow my history to define my destiny. So God, I'm going to use all the broken pieces of my past to give other people a future. If I did not take a risk, there would be no Propel today. There would be no A21 today. There would be no Equip and Empower TV program today. I wouldn't be married today. I wouldn't have children today. Everything I've done involves risk and faith. God has not called us to a safe life. He's called us to a life of faith and risk. Let's determine we're going to take a risk in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages from encouraging speakers that air on Miracle Channel and Corco. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already and share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.